0: Welcome to the Faith Life Podcast. I'm Seth and I'm here with Jordan, where we seek to answer biblical and cultural questions through the lens of scripture. We're in a part three of this podcast. In our first podcast, we examine what are the essentials or what to look for when searching for a church, how to find a biblically sound church. What should be most important when looking for a church? And then in part two, we looked at seven signs that your church is departing from biblical truth and headed toward the area of liberalism. Jordan, today, what's
1: our topic? Today, we're going to discuss biblical reasons to leave a church. And I'm going to be very honest and transparent as we walk through this discussion today because this question is very dear to my heart. Because I actually left the church due to what I now consider unbiblical reasons. And my reasons for leaving that particular ministry was more about a particular relationship or relationship that I had um, versus biblical reasons. And through that time that I actually left, God convicted me and showed me, one, I wasn't growing in the Lord spiritually. Uh, I missed my brothers and sisters in Christ, and I just lacked joy. So, Seth... Is there actual biblical reasons to leave a church?
0: So, Jordan, I just say uh, one. I just appreciate your transparency of sharing something that's kind of dear to your heart. To say, "Hey, I left a church for unbiblical reasons, and man, it removed me from some of my joy that I had in the Lord. It stunted my spiritual growth, and uh, in addition to that, I, I just missed the fellowship that I have with my brothers and sisters in Christ." here's the great thing from it. Now you've taken that, and it's something you've been able to grow from, and hopefully now you're not gonna make that same mistake, and even through a podcast like this, maybe there's someone who's getting ready to leave a sound Bible teaching ministry for unbiblical reasons, and you're using your testimony to hear, and so we grow. Uh, right. No, uh, that's one thing. Jesus Christ is perfect. Uh, pastors aren't perfect. Congregations aren't perfect. And so there are no perfect pastors, no perfect congregations, and we're not perfect. But that's one of the beauties of what we call sanctification or progressive sanctification is hopefully you've grown from this. It's made you more and more like the image of Christ. Uh, Just to talk about it from a pastoral perspective first on reasons to leave a church. From a pastoral perspective is a pastor loves his congregation, or I should say a pastor should love his congregation. He should look at his congregation as a family family, Uh, The Bible calls us the body of Christ that's knit together, where each of us have a part and each of us have a role in the body of Christ, that we need one another. Uh, We should desire to assemble together, to worship together. We are commanded not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. But just from our standpoint of a pastor, one of the most discouraging things, or the things that can throw you off the most, is maybe you've been there for family in a tragedy or a death, or through a marriage or through a birth of their or child, or through just some difficulties that they've been through. marriage, it's marriedly, and all of a sudden, this this family that you once were so connected with, or this uh, these other believers that you you seemingly just had a great relationship with, all of a sudden they're gone and you don't receive a phone call you reach out to them and they don't answer and you have no reason as a pastor what caused them to leave and and sometimes that can just be so discouraging so i would say this if you're considering leaving a church the first thing that i would recommend that you do is sit down with a pastor or your pastoral staff and actually just talk about it talk about it and as a pastor let me say this we've heard all kinds of reasons for people leaving the church uh Hey, the church music is too traditional, uh, and then, or the church music is not traditional enough, or I can't get along with somebody. There's a relational issue. Uh, every time I come in the church, I just see that person's face and I get angry. Hey, let's set our eyes upon Christ. Let's try to reconcile as brothers and sisters in Christ together. Uh, maybe someone comes and they say, Hey, uh, the congregation is getting too big. I feel like I'm getting lost in the congregation. Or they come and say, hey, I thought that I should get that position. That's where I wanted to serve or not, and and so I didn't. Sometimes the reason why a pastor doesn't hear from someone in the church is it's personal sin in their life, and they begin to pull back. And One of the things that I would challenge you, if you're in a sound Bible teaching ministry, and you're beginning to pull back from the church, a lot of times you're going to start nitpicking the pastor, nitpicking the church. And if you're doing that, that may be a sign that you got something else going on in your life, and you're just wanting to point the other finger. You take those reasons that you have there, where maybe you've been offended by something, and 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 so there's all kinds of reasons that people will list in in leaving a church. But then you throw in this other dimension that we've had come up over the last three years: this area of COVID, and you have people say, well. Uh, If people are going to wear a mask, uh, I'm not coming to church. Are you going to make people wear a mask? Uh, I don't want to wear a mask. What's your position on vaccines? How many worship services are you going to do? And, And man, for our leadership staff, we just saw how much we needed godly wisdom, how much we wanted to search the scriptures, how much we needed to be prayerful, how much we needed to be unified. And I'll just be honest with you, I was very thankful how Christ worked in our leadership and even worked through our congregation, where through COVID, by the end of it, we actually grew as a ministry. And our position was really straightforward. It was, hey, let's not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Let's open the doors as much as we can for the teaching of the Word of God, for worship together, for the encouragement of the brothers and sisters in Christ. Let's allow people to use their freedom and discretion. Let's use wisdom in this. If you're hurting the temperature, don't come to church. If you' got a cold, don't come to church. But yet, let's not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Let's not live in fear. It's not, hey, to live is Christ to die is gain, except for COVID. But we wanted to continue to fulfill the the great commission, spread the gospel, work missions, do mission trips. and we believe that uh, that it was essential that church was essential, that worship was essential. And so we did everything that we possibly could, whether it's from our youth group to our kids ministry, to run a VBS to camps to any other aspect, to have as many worship services as we could to declare the truths of God's word, to worship together, and to come together. And I'm going to tell you, I truly believe that God blessed that. Now, going back to our initial question, are there biblical reasons to leave a church? And the answer to that is yes. When your pastor begins to deviate from biblical truth, when he begins to skip over biblical truth, when he begins to deny biblical truth, if he if he preaches any other gospel than that salvation is only through Jesus Christ, then it's time to depart. I'll give you an example. We had a family that recently joined with us, and and the church that they were preaching at uh, began to just seemingly drift further and further from biblical truth, and. And that's what typically happens. Once you begin to compromise on one area of truth, it begins to just downfall. Once you begin to skip over biblical truth, once you don't declare the whole counsel of the word of God, you're going to find that it's easy for one block after another to fall. And finally, this pastor had agreed to do a same-sex wedding, and that was the straw uh, that broke the camel's back. That was where it pushed them over the edge. And the reason why, though, that this pastor gave, I think, is even more concerning. He said that the Holy Spirit led him to this. Let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit will never lead you to anything that goes against the Word of God. It will never lead you to anything that goes against biblical truth. And so he tried to use the Holy Spirit and Scripture Well, scripture, ha- God has his position. He's made his position clear. But this was one of those areas where they came to it. They spoke with their pastor about some of their concerns. And he had locked into this position. Listen, if your are pastor, and this was serious, why? Because they're sitting under this ministry. A pastor is the under-shepherd to the chief shepherd. My job is to point people to Christ. But my job is also to care for the flock, to try to raise a healthy flock a healthy flock for Christ. He, It's his flock. He's paid for it, a blood ball. But I'm also to try to shepherd. And one of the most dangerous places for a sheep is to be outside the fold. But it's also, if there's disease within the fold, it can be very dangerous. Now, we have to understand that sheep sometimes bite other sheep, and that's us sometimes uh, battling against other believers or no perfect church, as I said. And sometimes that, that, that the pastor really has to work Uh, with that sheepfold. Maybe it's done things in a certain way and so therefore there's conflict. But as the body of Christ, we want to be the place where conflict is resolved through the scriptures, through the leading of the Holy Spirit, and then also just from an area of humility as brothers and sisters in Christ. And so when a pastor deviates from biblical truth, then it is time to go. The second reason I would give is when there's blatant sin in the church, and the church leadership just refuses to deal with it. And let me say something. As believers in Christ, we all want to care for everybody else. It's not just the pastor's role to pursue holiness. It's the entire congregation's job to pursue holiness. But an example I would give, if you go over to 1 Corinthians chapter 5, and you know some of the issues of the church at Corinth. They were an immature immature church. They were a worldly-minded church. Uh, They were a church that seemingly was just tainted by so much immaturity. Uh, They had conflict within. Well, in 1 Corinthians 5, they have immorality within. And they're not wanting to deal with the immorality in the church. They want to tell the world what to do. But Paul says, hey, before you worry about the outside, worry about the inside. And I think there's a biblical concept of what Jesus even told the Pharisees, where he says, you are whitewashed tombs. You look awful pretty on the outside. But inside, he gives us." He tells them that they are dead. Dead. And Paul ends up telling the church at Corinth and 2 Corinthians to test or even examine themselves to see if they be in Christ. But we want to deal with blatant sin. It doesn't mean we want to look for every error in people's life. You don't have to look very far, and I'm going to tell you something. You don't want to be a nick picker on some of these things where you where you just look for every little flaw in someone's life. I don't want someone doing that to me and I don't want to do it to others. The biggest person I have to worry about is myself, right? Uh, Not other people. But yet we do want to be a church that pursues holiness. And then also that goes into the third part, a church that just is not practicing the truths of God's word. Has your church become complacent? And here's the deal. I think you want to be very prayerful about this because maybe God wants to use you to stir the hearts of someone to get the church back uh, going for the things of the Lord. Maybe you guys in in evangelism, you become complacent. In discipleship, you become complacent. In in your zeal for worship, you become complacent. And maybe God wants to stir your heart. And so you go and you sit down with your leadership or you sit down with your teams and and try to say, hey, how do we, uh, I want to stir. Our God is marvelous. Our God is great. Uh, we have a solution that comes through Jesus Christ alone. And we have a book, God's Word Alone, that's inspired and infallible and it's authoritative. And so we should be zealous about this. How do we go back and become better in discipling, better in evangelism, better in missions, better in just being zealous for the things of the Lord? And then I would also say there's another reason, and, and that maybe God has opened a door of opportunity. Uh, we've had guys that have left this ministry to go into missions, praise God. We have guys that have left to, to go and serve in other capacities and ladies that have moved to other areas to serve in Christian uh, schools or whatever God has used. And we want God's blessing upon them when God opens up the door for uh, a young man to go into ministry or to go on the mission field or to go off to Bible college. You, you know, We want God's blessing so maybe there's an opportunity for them to head in the direction. I will say this, that we have to understand that church is not a country club. Uh, We shouldn't try to jump in and out of churches. Church is a body of Christ, it's a body of believers. We are a family that should care for one another. And so, yes, there are biblical reasons to leave a church, but there are also unbiblical reasons. And so, Jordan, I just really appreciate you were kind of honest with us and say, hey, this is something that God uh, convicted you about that you feel like looking back, you left for unbiblical reasons, but yet how God can use that maybe in someone's life now. So I would say, yes, there are unbiblical reasons. And yes, there are biblical reasons as well.
1: Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Faith Life Podcast. We hope that you would subscribe. If you would like to learn more about our ministries here at Faith Memorial, visit our website at www.fmbc.us or you can visit our Facebook page.